I want to know what is being successful and okay, here's the price that's being successful at. What is not being successful? Is it because their price is too low or is it because their product is bad or is it because their care is bad or their location? Welcome back. This is Assisted Living Investing where we talk about how to set up yourself, your finances, your future through the vehicle of assisted living. So today we are in a series. We're talking about your first steps. What do I need to do first in order to start my assisted living? So in the last episode, we said, hey, we're going to start here with our location selection framework. We did our online research. We're notching down where we want to be. Okay. So today we're talking about what's building on that. What are the next things we need to do? We're going to talk today about in-person research, specifically going through your competition. Who are the people in your market that are assisted livings that are already doing this? And we're going to find out based on real life results, what we want to do, right? We started with the computer and we're looking at statistics and we're looking at data. And in my mind, that's just kind of fluff. I mean, that, that can be interpreted one way or the other, but I want to walk through some buildings. I want to see what my competition's doing. I want to see what they've created, what success they've had or what failures they're having. And I want to either copy those things or avoid those things. I want to use this part of my journey to learn the lessons that other people succeeded at or that other people failed at, because I don't want to go through the same path if I can avoid it by avoiding the pitfalls that other people around me have already done. So this is why this is so, so vital. We're going to talk about secret shopping today. And I know that a lot of people, when I tell them about this and I share how many times I went and secret shopped, they're like, oh, that sounds like way too much work. It is not way too much work. This is the vital foundation for everything that's going to come next. You will not know exactly what you want to build until you have learned all of these little lessons. And I can't tell you everything that you need to build, right? Because my market is different than your market. So you need to know specifically what is working in your market. What are the price points there? And then we're going to use all of this information to plug it into a financial system, a financial calculator in order to create a business plan and know what's going to work, what's going to pencil and what do I want to do? When I was going through this myself, I was currently living in California and we started our assisted living in Texas, right? I did all my initial research on the computer. I narrowed it down and I knew I wanted to be in the greater Austin area. So I figured that part out online in my computer in California, right? Then I'm like, all right, well, I got to take some trips. I got to fly out there. I got to figure this out. I got to see it in person. So I spent about three separate weekends, three, three day weekends. So nine days of secret shopping. And I literally packed my days full. I hit probably about 60 assisted livings over those three weeks. And I tell you what, I would never trade that again. I, that was the most valuable pieces of information that I received because I came at this brand new. I literally had zero experience in assisted living, All right, I had, had opened some, some uh, room and boards before, but nothing too, I had never gotten a license. I didn't know what it was like. Actually, I'd really never really been to these other areas of Austin and I had no idea what the market was like there. So I came at it totally fresh and I think that was an advantage to me. I think that because I knew nothing, I overdid it. And I think that's so vital. That's so important that you overdo it on this stage. 
Because people who are in the industry, they are uh, home health or they work in, with hospice or they're a nurse and they go through all these different assisted livings. When I tell them this and I teach them what they need to do, they're like, oh yeah, I've, I've seen them all. I know what it is. That's the wrong perspective. You're, you're not coming at this when you tour, when you go and you visit uh, from your, your job. You're not coming at it from a potential investment standpoint. You're not looking at it through the right lens. So when you go and you tour again and you actually secret shop and you pretend like, hey, I have someone that I'm looking to place, man, you get a totally different experience because you are the uh, customer from that perspective. So I hit 60 of them and it was so, so vital. I literally started in South Austin, worked my way up, and by the third trip, I got all the way to, to North Austin. I thought that I wanted to be in the, the greater Austin area um, on the you know, south or central side. Right. My sister-in-law lived in um, the outskirts of, of Austin and she's like, hey, don't go to North Austin, right? Like that's that's kind of rural, that's kind of country, like no one's really out there. There's nothing good happening out there. And so I came at it from this perspective from a local person that lived here, their recommendation. And then on my third trip, literally on day nine, I get up to Georgetown where I have my assisted living and my mind was blown because I had no idea there was a huge retirement population in this area. I had no idea because I wasn't from here. I literally went into the grocery store at like around lunchtime and I was just shocked. I literally called Laura. I'm like, babe, I'm the youngest person in this grocery store by like 40 years. And the, everyone, I don't know what's going on, if there's a convention of old people or something, but everyone in here is old. And it was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going on, but I think we're on to something, right? Like. I found this sweet spot and little did I know like literally like a half a mile away is this huge retirement area with tens of thousands of people who are 55 plus in order to be there. This was such a valuable lesson for me. So I would say that you should start wider, start bigger um, as far as the amount of places you want to go and the, the locations you want to be. Start wide and do more than you think you reasonably should because you might have a big aha moment just like I did. And it's like, well, I was planning to be over here because it's close to me, it's near my house, and I, I didn't wanna be you know, 30 or 45 minutes away, but you never know, like, you might get to that area and you're like, whoa, like the numbers are an extra $1,000 a month, or there's like everyone here has a huge wait list, or there's this um, population of retirees that are over in this area, right? There may be things that you haven't considered. So I think it's so vital that you secret shop this because for me specifically, Austin's more expensive, right? Like the pricing for housing is more expensive. Everything's more expensive than in Georgetown um, where I ended up being. But nonetheless, for whatever the, the metrics are, the supply and demand pricing for assisted livings were substantially higher in, in Georgetown. And they all had wait lists over here. Where in Austin, they were all like, you know, they had, they had a good amount of vacancies. So I learned some fantastic lessons on this. Let's break this down. Let's get into it. What should you do when you are secret shopping? How do you even start this? So I have a checklist that I went through and I printed out a bunch of papers and I, and I did it. Uh, and I didn't walk around filling it out. That's kind of weird. I did it like in the car at the end. But I have the checklist actually downloadable on my website, uh, palm.university. Go over to the free training section and there's downloads and you can download that. So that's what I used. I went through and I didn't necessarily set appointments because I tried to pack my day. I dropped all of these into like a Google mapping thing. It was like, okay, here's the least amount of time for me to hit like nine of them today, right? So uh, I did that and you may not do that many, but nonetheless, uh, I just showed up. I just knocked on the door. Actually, I called most times. I'm like, hey, uh, I'm looking for a place for my grandma because at the time I was, I was looking for a place for her. 
and I said, hey, can I, can I stop by? Can I do a tour? And most times, 75%, they're like, yeah, just come on by. Sometimes they said, oh no, the marketing person's not there or the salesperson's not there. And you know, that was a lesson for me. As a, a, a soon-to-be owner, I really disliked that I couldn't just stop in because it was convenient for me. If they had an open bed, they should be touring me. They should have tr trained a, a staff person or someone else who is not the marketing manager or not the owner to be able to do that. So I checked that away for later, like, okay, I need to be able to do a fantastic tour anytime, anytime someone wants to. So when I did this, there's specific things that I wanted to learn. I wanted to have a takeaway, an impression of what are my numbers gonna be? And I didn't wanna do it based on national averages or state averages, something like that. I wanna know, here are the competitions that are around me, what are they charging? And I wanna know what that's gonna be. And before I can know what those numbers are, I needed to have context for it. So I needed to compare their numbers to what their product was and how well they were selling it. So this is what I wanna talk about today. When you're going to check it out, you need to know what their numbers are, but it's not about their numbers, it's their numbers compared to what their product is like. What are the bedrooms like? What is the building like? How nice is it? And then from there, what about the location? Is this location supporting a higher number or a lower number? And then their care, it's, you can kind of figure out what their care is like when you're touring and, and, and looking at these things. How are they doing with that? Now, now you know, you can, you can learn what their building's like, you can see what their pricing's like because they usually tell you, but how are they actually selling this? How, what is their results? Because I wanna know, are, are they full? Do they have a wait list? Are they half full? Are they struggling? Are they losing money? And they're not gonna tell you losing money, but you can kind of figure it out based on their occupancy rate. So I want to create a picture in my mind of all of these things. How well are they selling these beds? And what does their product look like? And what is the pricing? Because if they're being successful, I wanna take the lessons that they have. I wanna know what is being successful. And okay, here's the price it's being successful at. What is not being successful? Is it because their price is too low or is it because their product is bad or is it because their care is bad or their location? So there's, there's a lot of um, intricacy to this and I really think that it is vital that you hit more pieces of data because you'll get this overall impression. If you just said, okay, I'm gonna go hit three or four of these, you're not gonna have enough pieces of information to really get an understanding of why people are successful or why they're not successful. So as I'm going in and I'm touring these, there's specific items, there's specific things that I'm looking for. I wanna know what their bedrooms are like, okay? Is it a private room? Is it a shared room? Do they have um, half baths? Do they have full baths? Do they have no baths? So as you're touring these, a lot of times, especially with the big facilities, they're gonna give you multiple prices. They're gonna say, okay, well, here's the shared room and it's this price. Here's the private room and it's this price. Or here's the large private room with the bathroom and it's this price. And I wanna take all those things into account because I wanna know what am I gonna build, right? Do I wanna have shared rooms or do I wanna have private rooms? Do I wanna have a bathroom in all of my rooms or do I not think that matters? So you need to check these different things because you are trying to learn from their successes and their mistakes. So if you're touring and they say, oh, well, you know, we have all private rooms and they're all, they have a wait list, okay, good, there's, there's something there. Or if you go to another place and they say, oh, you know, we have only shared rooms or, or they're saying, oh, or we have private and shared, but our shared rooms are all available, right? Or we have, um, we have a hard time selling these rooms. Here's the rooms that are open. That is, a, that is a lesson for you to learn, right? That was one of the lessons that I learned as I am touring. I found in my market specifically, 
that assisted livings had a very hard time selling a shared room, that the clients did not want a shared room, right? And perhaps maybe because of the income in our area, people had more income for mom and, and mom therefore wanted her own private room, her own private bathroom. I found out that most people, they had a hard time selling a room if it was small, like a kid size room, like 10 by 11 or something like that. And if it didn't have a private bath, that the moms, the grandmas in my area, they wanted their own room and they wanted a, at least a medium sized room. And they may not want a, their own shower necessarily, but they at least wanted a half bath, right? So I learned this and I know that this is what I wanted to build. Now you need to learn what are lessons for you and for your market. What does that look like? Another thing to consider is memory care, memory care or non-memory care, you know, dementia or, or not. Some of these, these things you can offer potentially, and we offer memory care and dementia care, and the price point is different if you are offering memory care services. And for us, it's at least $1,000 difference, maybe a little more than that, right? So if I had the exact same building and I did not offer memory care services, I'm charging at least $1,000 less. And that's what I learned as I'm touring. And I have solidified that after running a memory care for several years. I know I can charge maybe $1,500 more for the same level uh, for the same level of building than I could if I did not offer those services. So that's something you wanna check, right? When you're looking at memory care, what are the price differences between these things? And you know, if it's substantially different, do you now wanna consider offering memory care or maybe the opposite? But it's something that you should learn from these other people's either successes or their failures, right? Closets are another one that I found where I, I have a hard time selling a room without a closet. That's what people want in my market. So at the end of this, I want you to have a bunch of pieces of information. I want you to have a list of facilities of assisted livings that are in your area, know what their pricing is for assisted living care, for memory care, for a private room, for a shared room, for a nice new build, a top of the line facility, and for a kind of a average one or maybe a poor building, right? Know all these numbers and then you can say to yourself, okay, I've learned some lessons here. Here's what I wanna build, right? I'm gonna build this and it's gonna be private rooms and it's gonna be uh, their own half bath. I'm gonna have their closet. I'm gonna have you know this much space. I'm gonna be in this location. And because I know what I wanna build, now I can go through and say, okay, here's what my bed rate should be, right? Because it's gonna be matching these other ones, right? Matching in the location, matching in the size of the room, matching in the quality of the building, matching in the quality of the care. And this gives you a real life takeaway. Here is what you can expect to charge. And I find that this is way more real and uh, I put way more weight to this than looking at an average, looking at some kind of state average or national average or comparing to other facilities that are really not like me. If I'm not gonna be a big, gross, smelly facility, then I shouldn't necessarily look at those pricing. Or if I'm not gonna be a small, RAL with kind of a, a converted looking house that's not very purpose built, then I'm not really gonna compare to that either. But I wanna take all that information and say, okay, here's where I think I can be. I'm gonna be less than this one who's brand new and bougie and super nice, but I'm gonna be higher than this one who's kind of like uh, not very nice and, and um, small rooms. All right, so have this takeaway because this is what is important. You need to know exactly what you wanna build and what your pricing is gonna be. As you are moving forward in this, you need to have some convictions for some of these things that you wanna build because 
it can get kind of expensive and you're gonna be spending money on these different things and there's gonna be some things where it's like, well, here's, this is not a need, but this is a want. And now I need to make a determination. Do I wanna spend this money on a want? And it's so vital that you have learned the lessons of the people around you, what they um, are successful in and what they're not successful in. So when you get to these points and it's like, okay, well, should I have this? Like for an example, should I have a salon? Right, if you wanted to add a salon to a building, okay, here's an extra square footage, or maybe you're taking an extra bedroom away to add this, is it worth it for you? And you're gonna know based on the other people's success, right? Like I have a salon, I have a chef, I'm able to budget those things in because I learned on the front side, here's what my customers want and here's what they're willing to pay for those things. And I therefore took it and put it all into my numbers and said, okay, I'm gonna say here's my, my cost for building, here's my bed rates, here's my staffing, and I'm gonna work all the way down to make sure my numbers are gonna pencil out. But I can't even get to that part where I'm gonna pencil my numbers out if I don't know specifically what I'm gonna build and what my bed rates are gonna be. Now you should also find that there are some areas that are better than others, and you may be surprised by that. But there's gonna be areas where you need to identify, here's clearly where I do not wanna be, and here's where I do wanna be. I would be in this area or this area, but all these other areas, no, they're not where I wanna be because either the, the price point's too low or they can't sell the beds over there, maybe because there's not enough of the right population there. But you need to identify who's being successful in these other areas in addition to what success they're having with their buildings. So now we have a full clear picture. Here's where I wanna be and here's what I want to build. And I know what my numbers are gonna be, at least from an income side on this. So, this kind of concludes this part of it, but now the next part is we're gonna take all that information, you know where you wanna be, and hopefully you have multiple areas of where you could and potentially wanna be. Then the next step is we're gonna go talk to the city. We're gonna go figure out the zoning. We're gonna talk to the planning department, right? We're gonna do all these different things and ask different questions to go through a checklist in order to make sure that we are buying the right property. Because you can do all of these things, buy the property, and then have the city tell you, nope, you can't do it here. This is a deal killer. You're not allowed to do this. The zoning is wrong, right? So it is so, so vital that we do all this work on the front side. So on the next round, this is a series, I'm gonna go through talking to the city. What do you need to learn? What do you need to ask them? How do you find out that you're not gonna get blocked with this deal? If you want extra help, if you want to learn more about this, we offer a free foundations training. I'll put it in the comments below, but it's absolutely free. Sign up for it and I go through all of this stuff and so much more. I'll see you on the next round.